Hello, wrestling fans, once again, and welcome to Ring Crew Radio. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, alongside Louisville, Kentucky's own, the infamous Nikki K. Fabe. And coming off the top rope, like always, is the high flyer, the king of bong style, Frank Cliff. Another Thursday, huh, gentlemen? Man, this schedule, it's outrageous, but... We're all over the map. It's not a bad thing. The Ring Crew Faithful, while growing in number, is no doubt confused by the alternating (laughs) time schedule. Hey, listen, I don't want to insult anybody that listens. We appreciate the support, but I know some of the people that listen. We're throwing their whole week off this (laughs) one. They're going to say it's fucking... They're thinking it's Wednesday right now. They don't know what's going on. we appreciate you people. Kayfabe. Hmm. I need you to call home, see if you still got power at the castle. Later. I got no power at the house. I'm going home to a dark, empty home. You could be candlelit. You'd be like our founding fathers. Be like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Long hat. Did you want that thing I sent you today, by the way? Let's not even talk about it. It was another Nikki Kayfabe moment of psychological jujitsu. What? I, it came psychological jujitsu. He sent me a picture of... <laughs> An action figure, yeah. that full disclosure, I would want. It's the sort of thing I would want. Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson from The Shining. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. cool, how much? I don't know, about 180 to 200. I said 75 to 100. 75 to 100, which is a big spread, not for nothing. And did you did, say 70? Pull it up. Yeah. Pull me text. I said 75 to I would have bought it. But again, did he? do you think he said, you want me to buy it? Well, they, well not in this He said lo- nothing. It's Never. not going Never. anywhere. I was, I was stupid. For even thinking. He said, fuck, how much? I said, probably like 75 to 100. Can I just enlighten now, you, you on mean, something? probably? Did you ask the guy how much it was? Th- they said that they bought it for like 60, 70, so I'm sure it's going to probably be in that range. They didn't give me a, a, a set price, but I, I know the guy. I'll ask him. PJ, let me tell you something. Do you want it? Yes, I want it, motherfucker. All right, let me, I'll talk to I've him. went to three, count them three, different WrestleManias with Nikki K. Fabes. And three, count them three different times. My credit card was used for both the Mania tickets and the hotel, and I was reimbursed at a later date. You think he's laying out a fucking dime? I would. I'll buy it. Oh, you would? Good. So buy the fucking SummerSlam tickets. (coughs) I don't know if I'm going to SummerSlam. No, you're going to SummerSlam. The fans demand it. I, I did a survey. I said, who wants to see me in Vegas? Bring Nikki Kayfabes along. Throw him in between some titties. And how many people answered this? It'd Two. Be like, it'd be like Joey, it'd be like Joey That's D. fucking 20% of our audience. It'd be like Joey Diaz and Lee Sayat. Basically. You guys could take it on the road. Who's Joey? Uh, I guess I'm I'm Lee afraid Sayat. to take you over there, who's, PJ. Who's Joey Diaz and who's Lee Sayat? That should be easy. Oh I figured God. that out after the fact. No, he's going to discover them and get obsessed with them, just like he got obsessed with Jimmy C. And Once he's li- listening, that's it for And him. the Dynamite Kid. And the Dynamite Kid, yes. That's his new favorite <laughs> he idol. He just said to me before we went on the, the air. Dynamite Kid's my favorite wrestler. He of course said to I. me, this, this kid, Dynamite, could really go. <laughs> you know what? Let, let's deviate from the plan a little bit, because that's a good segue, right? To Dynamite Kid? This was the most predictable sentence I saw coming out of your mouth. I was kidding. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Stop it. Stop it, because there's a legion of idiots like you out there that are now excited. Just just bought a poster of the Bulldogs. Dynamite to put on his wall. (laughs) Yeah, just wait till you read about Davy Boy. There's a good story, too. My God. So let's get right into it. The latest Dark Side of the Ring featured the story of the Dynamite Kid. Yes, it did. How much did you know about this guy before you went into it, Kayfabe? I'd imagine very little. Very little. I knew he teamed with Davy. One half of the Bulldogs. Yep. I knew that he was. What was the Bulldogs' name? 
The actual mascot. Bulldog. Oh, they said it. Ah. Matilda. There you go. Matilda. One point for PJ. <laughs> um, I knew that he had that match against Tiger Mask. I I know people have talked about that. In the what past. the fuck do you know that talked? Oh, I know who talked about it. I've seen it from, you know. You a, watched that match? No, I never watched it. So what'd you see? I've seen people talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you saw Jim Cornette talk about it three no, weeks it ago. No, it wasn't Cornette. I don't think it was Cornette. Anyway. He didn't see him talk he about it. He heard, heard him talk about it. That's a valid point, too. How do you see sounds? What are you smoking? I've heard people talk about the match. Have you? I, yes. I never did. And maybe just because I have newer wrestling fans that weren't around in the fucking mid-80s trading tapes. Mm. I never heard about this match. I heard about him, and I've heard people that say he's like a melter guy in the sense there of There are he's some a- people who will tell you, a lot of people, from Chris Jericho to, I think, Owen Hart to Chris Benoit, we'll get to that later, to um, Daniel Bryan, they all list Dynamite Kid as one of their top, top guys because he really had a work style that was so different. He might be the bridge between that old-school Hogan-era wrestling and that new generation, Bret Hart led era of wrestling. But he was a little bit different too because he was smaller. He wrestled and like he Benoit. To, exactly. That's exactly you watch what him, he was. You're watching intensity. Benoit. Benoit may have been a little better. Intensity, pure yeah. un- unattached intensity, and you can't take anything away from what he did in the ring. Uh, but I could take a sh- sh- a shitload from what he's done outside the ring. This. Did go into his personal life. It, it, it covered a lot of bases. I don't understand. And this was something I, I realized while watching this. Is This is the second time they've done this to me. Where I'm sitting there saying. Well, maybe the steroids did something. And maybe his brain wasn't fully there. And maybe he's not that bad of a person. So they try to make it almost like an apologist type of thing. And they did the same thing with Benoit. Well the reason you're getting that is because you're dealing with his family and his friends that are talking about him. They're not going to call him a piece of shit. I mean, I mean, they let Cornette and Jim Ross call ultimate warrior a piece of shit. Exactly. And he never put a loaded gun in the mouth of a woman. Oh, I'm not saying, uh, listen, I'm not defending it by any means. I'm just saying that, yeah, if you had outside people talking about right. him, someone probably would have been like, yeah, he was a piece of shit. But, but my but, thing is don't, don't but try to is. sell me the wrong story here. And the but story it, is he's a bad fucking person. He did bad fucking shit. Whether it's the WWF's fault, whether it's his own fault, whether it's Japan's fault, wherever you want to blame, that's what I got from this. It's the same feeling I had when I watched the Benoit doc, where I said, number one, I feel terrible for his son because his son is a very... It's not his fault the way he is, but he's obviously very emotionally attached to his father still and can't accept reality. And for all of two hours after watching the Benoit doc, I was like, you know, maybe it's brain damage. Maybe he wasn't that bad of a person. But then you told me, go read the, uh, what was it? Go read the the text messages or whatever else it was. The other shit that came out about that investigation later on. It was like a book or something you were telling me about. Ring of Hell. Yes. And when you read that shit, this guy was a serial piece of shit. It was only a matter of time until he went over. There was more to it. A lot of domestic violence stuff. And how could they paint these guys in such a good light, but then they go make the Ultimate Warrior look like a fucking drug-addicted madman? <laughs> like, and he was, but be be fair well, across compa- the board. Comparatively, yeah, I think if your point is that they kind of go really hard on some people and they let other people off, yeah, they do. Like, they let New Jack off completely. Right, New Jack they killed somebody. They let him off completely. He Almost was stabbing somebody. people. <laughs> he was stabbing people. It's true. In the ring, he stabbed that guy. Yeah, stabbed him. 
Right? He beat Gypsy well, Joe the in the thing, head with an aluminum baseball bat. Well, the thing with that Almost also killed mass transit. They they let these guys go. These guys can't tell their stories either. I mean, he's dead. Right. Benoit's dead. That's true too. I mean, these guys aren't. But that's why they have their family. But their family aren't in the business. I mean, they are. But on you the know end. who they didn't let off? Snooker. Snooker. They fucking destroyed. They went for Snooker's throat. Meanwhile, Grizzly Smith. I kind of feel like got a little bit of a pass almost. Uh, again, they went too dead. much. They went too far yeah. into the details then, of the children to not the, the go into guy, his shit. The other one you mentioned before, he's a warrior. He's dead too. So yeah, that's true. I mean, not that you would get, you would probably come off thinking. I don't know if you would think my, differently my thing is about this. them, but there's an infamous shoot that Dynamite Kid did when he was at his later years. I don't know if it was right before he died, but it was around was that he in a time. Wheelchair he yet? was in a wheelchair and he did a shoot. And the guy asked him point blank, did you put the gun in her mouth? Did you do all this crazy shit? Yeah, but shit? it wasn't loaded, though. That, and he says it emotionless well, like that. I they think, don't use that fucking clip to show me and I detail think, me what kind of person I think he, he is. Knew, right. I think he knew right. he was a piece of shit because the the ending of that. When, oh, yeah. They made it seem like he yeah. did such a righteous thing by leaving his family no, no, and no, no, running no, no, across no, no. the world. I wasn't saying that when someone someone said that they called. Someone called him and was like, yeah, man, you know, I love you. Just And he's like, why? So... Oh, so I should feel yeah, bad. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the guy probably knew he did some fucked up shit. I'm not defending. I him would hope means, he but. knew. What kind of steroid induced coma are you in that you forget that you put a shotgun in your wife's mouth and she ran across the fucking earth because of it? They talked about one of the Rougeau brothers knocked his lights out with that, a fucking roll of quarters. Was, that story was interesting, especially because he was there talking famous. about it. Got to hear Bret Hart talk about it. It's another one of those things like uh, Haku. Is, is that a spoiler alert for what we might hear about in shooting oh, with the hitman I'll, tonight? I'll try to find it, but oh, God. it's the equivalent of Haku biting the nose. Everybody the, was there? Everyone saw it. Everyone Howard saw Finkel it. saw it even though he's in the ring. Honky Man saw it. <laughs> well, what did Hogan, Hogan, of course, you know he's a brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that little Frenchman could pack such a wallop. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you know he was there. You absolutely, Andre was there. Everybody Warrior was, was there. there. Boss. He took the <laughs> roll of quarters and he hit him in the face. Ev- it's amazing. Everybody was there. But yeah, so he punched. I don't know what what precipitated that beat. He ribbed him heavy. Just, I think he like that tore just picking on him, picking on him, and he just had enough. No, it was the. No, they had a... Or he stiffed him in a match? No, they it? talked about it. They had that... Oh, that, he popped him. That's the, right. The, they had the tag team, and then it went to 20 minutes, and then after the match, it was a 20-minute draw, and then after the match, I don't know what led to it, but they went backstage, and then Dynamite Kid just beat the shit out of him. And then he said, I'm going to get my revenge, and then he saw him, walked through the curtain, and then he had the roll of quarters in his, in his hand, and he said something. He said, like, hey, what's up? Just fucking knocked him out. Bonjour. <laughs> That's the hottest Frenchman I've ever heard. And then heard. That, that Dino Bravo thing, too, was fucking hysterical, too. Well, we heard about Dino Bravo in season one. I don't think you ever another watched guy, this, K-Face. Another guy who got a pass, Dino Bravo. Oh, yeah, big mafia guy. That's what they were saying. Was, oh, you got to go watch that, house, season right? one. Oh, yeah, he was shot up in his house, right? Yep. Dino Bravo. Uh, apparently, the French-Italian mafia is a thing. But they were saying Not that. Not the French, I'm sorry, the, Cana- the French-Canadian-Italian mafia. That's a lot of. That's like a UN right that's there. That's a fucking well, European debacle. Well, the uh, <laughs> they he said that he slipped Dino Bravo a note that basically had like Dynamite Kid's address on it and like pictures and stuff like that. And he I was he just told telling, the story too. I he was said it was true. Frank in the car. These old timers, they love to spin a yarn. Of course, they love a good <laughs> fucking story. Yeah, I took the roller quarters and I bashed them over his head. <laughs> you taught me lesson. Listen to any of these guys tell the same story two or three times. Everything changes. 
everything. It gets in, more and more dramatic. The only one who doesn't change his fucking tune is Austin because Austin under, undersells everything. Well, let me tell you something. Um, K-Fabes, what was Jacques Rougeau's other character? I don't know. I'm not sure that's true. You're going to say the Mountie. It was the Mountie. It was 100% the Mountie. The Mountie always gets his man. Definitely. And the money feud that that came that was supposed to come from that, I don't think ever came to fruition. Big Boss Man versus Mountie, and a, which is a superior police gonna, force. That may have happened. It had to happen. If that didn't happen, that would. I mean, what do you? And you have to get nails involved. Of course, nails has to fucking get involved. They both want them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hog tie nails match. There's no 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 straps on the line. They're just chasing them around. See, WWE now would have them just chasing him around that backstage. Oh, yeah. That would be the 24-7 title. Yeah. <laughs> this show is fucking unwatchable. <laughs> Anything else on uh, the Dynamite Kid? What yeah. about his... I know. What about... Did you catch the... Did they say anything on the documentary about the fact that Chris Benoit alleged... Or he warned Chris Benoit against using the flying headbutt and Holly Race warned the dynamite kid not to use the flying headbutt. Did they say this on the documentary? They didn't say this on this documentary. But, but this th- is the lore. There, there's some... I don't remember if it's Daniel Bryan said that somebody warned all these guys beforehand. I know that Harley Race was the first one to warn everybody that your legs won't work. Because, and then again, the same thing lo- happened to Dynamite Kid. He's another guy who loves a good fucking yarn. So if he was telling- you think You think he actually ripped Vader's eye out? Or popped his eye out? Whatever the fuck it was? Oh, oh yeah. no. There was, a, was it Vader? Or was it somebody else backstage that fucked with him and he popped out somebody's eye? Like it was nothing. He's another one. He almost He's almost in that Haku territory. Of he was badass. Haku before Haku. He was popping people's eyes out. He was slapping people, knocking them out. His famous line was, if I hit him with my left hand and he does not go down, I will walk around and see what is holding him up. <laughs> my God. Did you ever hear what he said about Olivier? What? Twinkle Toes? Holly Race said about Oh, yeah, he did. Holly Race, yeah. Holly Race was running some type of wrestling camp, and Omega went there. <laughs> this is a story told by Jim Cornette, of course. I think it was a Ring of Honor type and camp Holly or something. told him the fucking truth. He said... <laughs> Apparently, Omega couldn't do any of the basic shit correctly. He told him, like, up, down, drop around, whatever. That wrestling lingo bullshit that I'm sure I'm going to get an angry text from Mike Vernon saying, no, you idiot, it's... It's a throw-off. But either way, uh, they said there was some basic shit they gave him, and he fucked it up and kneed the guy directly in the head, like, three times in a row. There's a whole story about how he couldn't do basic shit, and they kicked him out. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> Yeah, they put him in like a there was like an A and a B class, and they put him in the B class. He was he, the first fucking D. Yeah. <laughs> but this it wasn't a, even a fucking C, Brian. This is actually a good point to transition, boys, because I believe this topic comes up very shortly. Before you transition, I just wanted to say one last thing. So, Go ahead. Uh, Holly Race did the flying headbutt. Yes, it got all fucked up from it. Like, don't work. Ben, uh, down in my kid did the flying headbutt. He got all fucked up from it. Wheelchair, mental issues. Benoit does it. Geeks. You know how that story ended. Kayfabes, if you went on to all the wrestling sites right now and discovered that Daniel Bryan snapped, killed his whole family, do we have an issue? Do we have a thing here? Yeah, it would be the headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a thing, right? I, I mean, think it would be a thing. I think it's already a bit but, of a thing with those three. But, I mean, look at his life. When he came back to I that new team. Oh, my I, God. It's th- so sad. I, I'm yeah. going to make an outlandish bet right now. Oh, Triple boy. H is going to do the flying headbutt at some point. Before Never. the end of his career. Never. Yeah, he'll do it. He don't do the top rope. Just he to don't pop have the to. crowd. Just to pop a crowd in his he old age, he's going to do it. Excuse me. He doesn't need the top rope. Thank you very much. <laughs> he's yeah, not yeah. like Brett, who's going to pathetically go up to the second rope and say, well, if I'm the only he one nev- going he, off the second rope, He never look quite at me. made it to the top. I agree. Ridiculous. <laughs> 
He never quite made it to the top. I'm unique. I don't have to go to the top rope. All right, what are we talking about next? I ruined your transition. We're going to go to number two, news and headlines. There was a lot this week. There's a lot. But there's one that stuck out and it made my skin crawl. You want to hit that now? Oh, we're going to open up with it because it involves someone I just mentioned. What happened? What happened? What happened? There's a debate on the IWC right now. What's the debate? What's the debate? The debate between... I'll I'll pull up the quote. Get the exact quote. I'll I'll brief him. It's between uh, Kenny Omega and Uh Roman Reigns. Who is the best wrestler in the world? Is it Kenny Omega or is it Roman Reigns? And point blank, Pat, I'd like you to answer this and give me your full projection of why. I'll answer it like this. If if those are my options, Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega, could you make an argument someone else might be the best wrestler in the world? Maybe. I'll entertain it. I don't know yet. I have to think. But you ask me between those two, it's Roman Reigns. It's not even close. This is apples it's, to oranges. It's apples to pomegranates. And and my friend Kay Kenny Fabes, Omega being the pomegranate. I got the quote. The quote is that Dave Meltzer said, Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega are essentially the same character in the sense that they are heels who are being groomed to be the top babyface star down the line in the promotion. He doesn't know what he's talking about. This A-W- is just forecasting. A-W- How does he know that well, Roman Reigns is going heel? A.W. AEW is at least trying to book in a way to make the matches exciting, and WWE is trying to book Roman and tell you, eh, it doesn't matter. He's gonna kill the guy. He's a motherfucker. He t- hates everything. He's a everything. motherfucker because he hate. He always says WWE can't make stars. WWE's fifty-fifty booking is no good, and now he's saying he's too dominant. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. And and what? How is that? Asshole. How is that worse than Don Callis getting involved in every single match that Omega's in now, or the Good Brothers, or the Young Bucks, or any of the other fucking jagaloons he walks around? The video that people have been posting about Omega with the putting his finger in someone's ass. I saw a video of Omega, and and I fucking I'm done with a bullshit after seeing this bullshit too. I don't think it was Joey Ryan. It was someone else who decided to use oh, the big, stupid. The dick flip. Yeah. They're all in briefs grabbing each other's dicks in the middle of a wrestling ring. I don't know what kind of fucking wrestling that was. It ain't what I'm watching. If you're into that, God bless you. I don't want to fucking see it. And you want to tell me that's a world champion? You tell me what fucking video you got of Roman Reigns. The worst thing they have of him is him saying sucker and succotash in a promo. I'm in remission, y'all, and building a fucking dollhouse with his, his daughter. What about his creepy fucking eyes? Oh, when they made them blue? Yeah, that yeah. was rough. That was That's not as bad as grabbing someone's dick and can doing you, a suplex. Can you imagine this guy is complaining that the face of wrestling, the most dominant champion, the WrestleMania headliner, is too dominant? He's the fucking champion. He's, Wasn't Tyson the, a little too dominant at some point? <laughs> it, it's just... Like, uh, this guy I know, the to, Yankees were so dominant. It's too dominant. I mean, I've been saying that my whole life, but still. He just has to defend everything that they do. Anything just, that they do is liquid gold. He has to defend everything they do. He's either he's making money from but them, hold on. either directly or indirectly. Either way, he is dependent upon them and their audience as his readers. Because WWE is not appealing to the type of person that would subscribe to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. But let's, let's just face facts here. Let's also dive into the quote a little bit more. You addressed the back end of it, that that specific part, but I want to talk about they're essentially the same character. How are they the same character if one's a dominant champion who doesn't take shit from anybody and beats the shit out of everybody and does shit? Yes, the Usos get involved, but in the end, you know Roman Reigns could kill you with his bare hands. How is that the same character as 
Kenny Omega walking around in shitty suits with his no, fucking idiot young fucks. 69 me, Don. The 69. So you ever see Roman Reigns tell Paul Heyman <laughs> a fucking 69? I'm not in this goddamn lifetime. So let's be fair. Kenny Omega, to some people, is the I'm the best in the world. I'll fight anybody. I challenge everybody. Yeah, I let's have a 20-minute match with Matt Seidel. belts. That's his character. I thought Ke- I, Roman I loved Reigns Kenny. Is, Roman, For- Roman Reigns' character is just... I got a chip on my shoulder. I don't think I'm being respected enough, and I'm legitimately better than everybody here, and I'll beat the fuck out of you. Look, even at their best, entirely different characters. You were saying, K Fabes? I said when when Kenny was at, on that run, when me and you watched the Jericho match. It's a different Omega than it's now. Just, yeah, it's totally different. It really is totally uh, you different. You used to be able, and this may also give credit to Okada more than anything else, when you watch those matches. It's a different psychology in the WWE. There isn't much psychology. It's beat the shit out of each other and make it look good, which I can respect to an extent. AEW's beat the shit out of each other and make it look fucking horrible. At least in Japan, everything flowed better. It looked better. These matches made sense. They told the story to an extent, but they weren't the greatest thing ever. They got overhyped because they were just something you haven't seen in 30 years. They did a fucking Broadway finish. They did a 60-minute time limit finish. And and Meltzer creamed himself. He gave it seven stars, I think. That was the second one. <laughs> and it's just... All right, so they brought back an idea from 20 years ago, which now, if you think about it, it's a stupid idea that you're going to have two guys work for 60 minutes. No one's going to win. It's a dumb idea now. And when you think about how wrestling's progressed in booking, you don't have to pull out these stupid, dusty finishes every week. I thought it was bad when Brett and Sean did it. I think it was a little overrated. Well, no, but with the overtime, I guess, kind of was trying to do, like, the high drama to it. Yeah, the nugget. There was a good idea in there, but there was just no excitement to it. I mean, you just had a crowd watch a sixty-minute match. It's like go the fuck home already. Yeah. I, I well, mean, I don't make care it who exciting it is. And do a couple of falls. Brett pops him early. Brett gets two in a row. Sean comes back to. That's where the drama is. They definitely where didn't your boy, execute that. I'll give that. the devil his due. Triple H and The Rock had a hell of an Iron Man match. Yeah. At, uh, I think Judgment Day. Oh, and Taker Cena came. Taker back. came back. Fucked everybody. Yeah. What about Cena? Fucking Orton. Hunter they won had that. like three had or four a hell falls. Of a match. That's Hunter won that match. What? Hunter won that match. Look, you're kidding. <laughs> Well, no shit, K-Fabes. Any other rooms? Water wet? And I bet you it ended with him being surrounded by tens of people who were more talented than him carrying him out. Like, he, lo- <laughs> he loved that. He loved being carried out. Sean and Taker had to carry him out. Ric Flair had to carry him out for every match for four All years. All right, let's stop him before he goes on a whole diatribe here. No, fuck him. I don't want to go into AEW yet. I want to go back to it because we were talking Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, head of table. I don't know if you heard of him. Big mm-hmm. guy. Dave Meltzer. And this is, this is going to get into what me and Nikki Kayfabe were busy doing last week. Dave Meltzer went and spoiled that The Rock is rumored to be at Survivor Series and they're going to go through anything they have to to get him at Survivor Series to set up the Mania match. Where is Survivor Series taking place? I have no idea as of right uh, now. Kayfabe, yeah. you got the this? the Garden or something. That'd be something. Oh, my God. Oh, Brooklyn. Is it? Barclays. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Oh, we got to go. We may have to go. We got to go, Justin. Yeah, Survivor here. Series no in November. It's here. Oh, uh, we'll be there. We will be there one hook by yeah. hook or crook. Yeah. Anyway, so he spoils this. And I went and retweeted something. I said, you know, all they do is bitch about how stale of a product the WWE is. Everything they do sucks. Nothing's uh, for everything's foreshadowed and foreseen so often. You never get a genuine surprise. But that's because these asshole fake journalists, fake news, 
have no goddamn job. Their job all day is to call up fucking depressed wrestlers who are pissed off that they signed a contract and get these little scoops and have to go ruin shit. And I get, you want to go report that someone has an injury? That's your job as a journalist because that's when you have to break the kayfabe. But to go spoil that The Rock's coming back, first off, how the fuck does he know that? Or is this forecasting which ruins the surprise? So first of all, He's under no obligation to keep that a secret. If he wants to spoil it, he has a right to do that. He kind of serves a function. Wrestling fans love spoilers. We all know we love spoilers. But hold on a second. My is beef it... is that he doesn't do it to the other side. AEW, he'll yeah. keep Christian under lock and fucking That's key. That's the problem. That's the problem. But I was going to go into that too. Christian, How is nothing, Sting, nothing. Sting never got leaked. Nothing. You, there's no way they didn't see he sunglasses. He sat on it. You're telling he knew me, it and he sat of course. on it. You're telling me sunglasses, sunglasses Steve, Steve. They saw him. They Steve saw Borden was at the airport. No one knew. But that's the thing. But it's all these guys. All these guys. Miro, Andrade. No one said that they were coming to AEW. And and what's disappointing in this is the WWE is normally a tight-knit ship in certain situations. I don't understand how they've not figured out who the fuck gives this asshole shit. Because to give them something as big as The Rock returning, that's got to be top-tier knowledge. Unless Paul Heyman's doing this sometimes to get the, to stir think, the buzz. And sometimes I think they intentionally leak stuff to Meltzer. Well, I don't even got a beef with him this week. You know who tried to come after me. And and also, before we get to that, yes, I want to hear about that. It's very funny. Um, some As much as he spoils shit, he doesn't really know. And that's This why, is forecasting. This is him when, thinking right. well, the only way to get this match hyped so, up is to do it at Survivor Series. Brock I'm going to say back, this. He kind of knew. We kind of didn't know. The yeah. Rock guest hosting WrestleMania 27. I don't no know idea. That he had no knowledge. idea. He had no idea. That but, was a shock. Yeah, so look at... I went on, you know, doing this. You have to look at some, you know, news and headlines and injuries and all that shit. So I looked at something, and one of the, the clickbaits was WWE potential plans for Roman Reigns. And it was that quote that we just went through before about him possibly turning face. And that, I mean, people are just clicking on that to read what he says. But at the same time, that's not. How disgusting is it that the news, news now, the news has become reporting what Dave Meltzer says. Yeah, and you know, on the ringside, they have that little fucking blurb. Ringside, don't get me started with them with these little opinions. Yeah, and they're like, like, WWE is such a bad company for this. Fuck that. He's Ro- a fucking smart Ro- piece of shit. They have little Felix fucking- Felix Upton, Steve Carrier, they- <laughs> don't want to hear what you have to say. I know your names. I know who you are. They give little, they give the, the blurbs and the quotes, and then underneath they go, Roman's the top heel in the WWE, but maybe he'll turn face down the line. That's their fucking like little opinion. They literally right. took what they fucking just yeah. read and fucking put it in like a child. And I had another beef with somebody. So I called out Meltzer, and I had to be fair. There's another twerp that has fucked with me a couple of times. He told me that this my- This man has a blue check mark. I don't know if he has a blue check mark, but I don't really give a fuck if he does. That's the, <laughs> well, that's okay, the thing. Is it who I think it is? Who do you think it is? Sap? Oh, SRS, as I infamously call him. Yes, I don't even call him by name because I despise him. I don't want to give him any more pub. He's got a blue check mark, my friend. You Good be- fam. Good fam. Yeah, and and the fucking- Bucks retweeted you. The Bucks did retweet. I'm worldwide. You, you're a I'm Twitter worldwide. fucking savage. And if you want to follow Frank Cliff on Twitter, you can follow him at... At HighFlyerRCR, my man to the to the right, wiping his nose with his shirt. You disgusting pig. I have fucking tissues. What is wrong with you? At Nikki Kayfabe RCR, and the man over there who's gotten up to get two beers in five minutes, at PJ Stack RCR. Back to what I was saying. Mr. Sap. This fucking guy. There was a time. I forgot what it was. He was, right, he was tweeting about a pay-per-view, and I wrote something about 
how AEW sucks on one of his things to get no, people going. Not you. He retweets <laughs> me and goes, your timeline is cringe. I don't give a fuck what you have to say. You're a fake news reporter. You literally report on a fucking work all day. Who gives a fuck what you have to say about anything? But beyond that, he had the audacity because I said Meltzer and SRS really love ruining the fucking business, which is true. Their whole job is to ruin the business and allure the mystique of wrestling and just ruin it. He then retweets me and puts up a thing about how I follow him. Well, you dumb fuck. How else would I know about everything else that's going on in wrestling? Your job <laughs> is to cover it. Of course I follow you, you idiot. Here was one example of SRS in a nutshell, right? The WWE put up these big plans. They're going to reveal during the, I believe it was the Belmont Stakes, which is yes, a widely yes. viewed thing, where SummerSlam is because it's the first big back, fully capacity arena show they're doing. Or pay-per-view, I should say. And the whole thing was at 6 o'clock. At the opening of the hour, they're going to reveal that first. So the NBC is going to get some free wrestling tune in to the horses. Everyone wins. What does this jerk-off do? At 3 p.m., he leaks it on his fucking site. You're just a loser. You're just a loser. And where's SummerSlam other- taking place? In Vegas. In Vegas, baby. Allegiant Stadium. That's what I was saying. we got to get the boys there. I don't but care how much sunblock they So did they on. release... Um, AEW going to Arthur Ashe? No, guess what? AEW's shitty Twitter, which by the way is not at AEW on TBS, but if you want to follow that, big thing's coming. Did he respond to this, Meltzer? I think he responded to why he only leaks WWE news and not AEW. Yeah, he blames, he says that they have tighter lips around AEW. He's full of shit. Yeah, the only tight lips lips is him. I want to sit down with him. He needs needs a psychologist who's going to sit down with him and say, Dave, you knew... Sting was coming in. You knew Christian. Stop Why it. did you not leak it? The only tight lips. What would he say? The only. I want to help them. The... Right? Wouldn't that be his answer? He wants them to do well. No, he gets paid by them. Look, the only tight lips around AEW is Meltz is sucking off the young book. So I don't want to hear a fucking a word out of that jerk off defending himself or anything else. And SRS, you got a fucking enemy at Ring Crew Radio, bitch. Fuck Fightful Select. We're our own shit. I want to remind the listening audience. Oh, you're so Frank weak. Clu- Frank Cliff's words are his and his alone. <laughs> Hold on a second. Not necessarily reflect the broader Ring Crew Radio personnel. Mr. Kayfabe, what do we got next on news and headlines? Well, it was Arthur Ashe discussing that. Arthur Ashe Stadium. AEW is going to Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York on September 22nd. So for all the people that listen to us internationally, worldwide, I refuse. I, could, yeah, I wouldn't go if they gave go. me free, if they no, gave me no. free tickets. I'll I wouldn't fucking go. Shove it. I owe you. I'm in the bag with you already. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want that. I'm not fucking... I'd rather get tickets to a fucking Evolve show if they come back. Arthur Ashe Stadium, for all the people that don't know this, that don't live in New York City and have no clue what the fuck we're talking about, it's a tennis arena next to City Field. It hosts the U.S. Open normally. It's a pretty big deal for them because it's a very mainstream place. I don't think wrestling's been done there in probably 50 fucking years Mm -hmm. or whenever it came into existence. I I thought two things immediately when I saw this, PJ, and you tell me if I'm wrong. The first thing I see, I guess I have to tell you the historical reference here too because you're not a sports guy. John McEnroe, infamous tennis player, had a shit fit one day while playing tennis. Had a short fuse. Threw his tennis racket, told the umpire he sucks everything you could do, right? I can completely see the show starting off with Jericho breaking a tennis racket over this man's head. (laughs) I That's the shocked. first thing I'm saying. I wouldn't saying. be shocked by that. Did you say John McEnroe's going to be there? 
I'm just saying because they're going to play on the tennis nonsense and Jericho loves to live out these fantasies. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. said hypothetically. Yeah, no, he's going to masturbate all over it. Yes, you're right. I got it now. <laughs> Again, I don't know who the fuck John McEnroe is. Here's he's the gone. second one I see. Cody Rhodes is going to come out. I originally said it might be his unborn daughter, but I'm probably wrong. At this point, she'll be born. He's going to come out and say thank you to Serena Williams for laying the pipework for him to have an interracial child that's then going to thrive and anything she wants no to one, do. No one else is mad at him for labeling his child already? That's a valid point. How does he know it's a she? And that's what I like It's 2020. Hmm? Nikki Kayfabe's a he, she, they. 2021 even. That's true. Do you think this they Emma sell Tyler out? Tyler Rex? Yeah, Tyler Rex, yeah. He's a What's female. her name now? I don't know. It's, I don't know, but that was a shocking fucking I mean, you got to You want to go on opposite ends of the spectrum, Joe Rogan. Tyler Rex was a fucking, like a savage looking man. Ah, what are we going to do yeah. with him? He's transitioned. Do you think AEW sells out Arthur Ashe? Oh, yeah. Even if they don't listen, yeah, K-Fab, of these fans, let me tell you something. They're all in Queens. <laughs> Their were... whole fan base, I think, might exist in Queens. But not That's even, just Queens? But beyond that, even if it doesn't sell out, they're going to go make it look like it sold out. Magically, Dave will believe that they sold out, even though they were given tickets away. You think Dave Meltz is going to be in Queens? Oh, yeah. Him and Alvarez are going to be front row. Let's go and heckle the fuck out of him. We're going to find him. Let's get into a fight with him. You You think he can actually put him up? He'll be backstage. Something happens now. This video is going to be evidence in court somewhere. Kayfabes, don't fucking do it. We're not really going to fight you, Dave Meltzer. I will fucking call you a prick. I'll call you up and curse you out. You lost your fucking mind. I wish I could call him and curse him out once a week. I'd get all my frustrations from the IWC out, but... Gentlemen, let's stop talking about that mud show bullshit. Well, no, I, there was one too. more thing. What What else Go from on. this fucking mud show? When does it end? I'm going to try to get you guys there. All right, we'll talk about it. Uh, Brock Anderson. Oh, holy shit. Friday night. On Friday night, um, Cody came Live on out. Dynamite. Friday night, live on Dynamite. Cody came out. He cut a promo. Wait a second, Kayfabes. They didn't get it. Back onto Wednesdays by petitioning against the NBA no, playoffs. Not yet. Not oh, yet. those two hundred signatures didn't do anything. <laughs> Motherfucker, such a shame. You know that if they don't watch the show, they're never going to beat the WWE. I read this whole thing. <laughs> it's the most that. pathetic thing I've it ever seen. It was pretty pathetic. You fucking losers, get a life. Well, Brock Anderson came out. Uh, he's Arn Anderson's son. He's teaming with Cody Rhodes this week, I believe. Uh, he's going to turn on him any day now. And then Cody was interrupted by QT as, you know, his promo Ma usually go. Oh, fuck it. But Brock God. Anderson, we showed you him today, what he looked like. Brock Anderson coming out looking like the most average Westchester dad that there's ever fucking been. I had a different word that came to mind. What? Flid. Who's Flid? Fucking Long Island dick. That's what yeah. he looks like. He looks like a fucking Long Island dick. He just looks like a just a guy. They could have got him in like a An suit average, or something. Came out Fuck in his shorts. Suit. Yeah. Put him in a fucking wrestling gear. He's in a fucking anything. He's in a golf shirt and loafers with no socks. He looks like a I, dick. I, I will give it to you. He looks exactly like Arn Anderson looked in 1984 when he was cutting promos for Crockett. It's 2021. That's not what we want to see. He can't wear the the loafers with no socks is unforgivable. And he's 23? Three or four, I believe. He's 23 or four. He looks 42. He's already going to job to Cody you next week. You ever see Bad Boys too? You <laughs> look 30, Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, you at least 30. <laughs> That's the one of the funniest team. scenes in movie the history. One of them, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, my God. Because if I'm going to be there, it's going to be Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. 
I went into Kevy Pretzel's house not too long ago. And he dropped the, the devil is not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good movie. All right. So, yes, a big trouble at AEW with this fucking Anderson child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. First off, how big are they going to, how are we going to keep this, this fraud going on? Arn's not even an Anderson and they just keep it pushing. Ole must be pissed. Ole's not an Anderson. I thought he was an Anderson. No. So they all stole it. Gene Anderson might be a real Anderson. That's mm. who got it from. Who, Willy Wonka? That's Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. The blind guy with fucking Richard Pryor? <laughs> no. Oh, oh it, That's Gene Wilder, and he's fuck. not the blind guy with Richard Pryor. He's the he deaf did, guy. He did a lot of good movies with Richard Pryor, but... He's no, he's most famous for Willy Wonka. That's Didn't they have Wonka. one where he was deaf and Richard Pryor was blind? See no evil, hear no evil. Oh, that had to be tremendous. Yeah, it was a good movie. All right, what else? See, an embarrassment. Embarrassment. Put him in a suit. Make him look like something. Make him look like an adult. Actually, make he him look less of an adult. Make him not look like he's he going to play he, fucking shuffleboard. He was adulting hard on AEW Dynamite. He definitely drinks white Who claws. Who said? There were several people he had to walk past. Jericho, you didn't open your fucking mouth. Dude. Jericho knows how to get over. But, Dude. I mean, who is Jericho to tell anybody to dress their age? Oh, my God. Fuck. Jericho's <laughs> still wearing fucking mirror pattern shirts with his fat gut hanging out. <laughs> Tight fucking leather. Leather pants. And the, the motorcycle Kay jacket. Fabes, if you put on leather pants, <laughs> what we got? What, what's going on down A there? A lot of chafing. A lot of chafing. <laughs> A lot of sweating. A lot boy. of powder. Oh, my. Do you use powder? <laughs> What are you, of, a 90-year-old man? Of course he uses you, you put powder on him? your balls? He puts powder under his arms. Do you put powder on your balls, PJ? Me? Yeah. When I when I was working fucking shifts at a restaurant, I did, but not well, in everyday life. Like a, no, wait a no, second. Wait a second. How sad. old are you motherfuckers? I've never put powder on my nuts. You got to put powder <laughs> on your nuts? Yeah, if you're going out and you're going on a date or something, you may want to powder it down. I was always confused because when, when I was at my grandparents' house, pop. Oh, my grandfather would come out the shower. This motherfucker <laughs> would look like he just found Pacino's stash. He'd be covered in fucking powder head to toe. <laughs> Why were you seeing your grandfather? <laughs> he was in a robe, jerk off. It was a small house. I'm sorry, not all of us were gifted to live in a two-story fucking house growing up, you piece of shit. I didn't know if he was just coming out like fucking like No, I'm not from Grizzly Smith's fucking house, you asshole. All but anyway, right, he comes next? out covered in the powder. I was so confused. I thought it was an old man thing. I didn't think young people put powder on their balls. No, especially if you're in the service industry. Anyway, you're going to sweat and chafe, you powder it up. Yeah, it's not it's not unheard of. Well, good for the hygiene tips. AEW fans. I have no doubt Nikki Kayfabe does it every single day of his life, which I would argue is probably not appropriate. You LeBron your dick once a day? <laughs> but nothing about LeBron. you is appropriate. AEW so fans, next? listen to the hygiene tips. Powder your whole fucking bodies, <laughs> nasty motherfuckers. Mutants. Triangle of doom, armpit, armpit, crotch. <laughs> Go ahead, K-Phase. What we got next for news? No news uh, moving forward with NXT in, in your house. your house. Well, Brian, I watched it. <laughs> I sucked you in. I didn't love it. It wasn't their best work, and it's a shame. I think we should go match by match, but yeah. first I'd like to start with the opening to the pay-per-view. Production value was top of the fucking line. Hold on a sec. Because full disclosure, wrestling fans listening to us right now, PJ Stackpole, while the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, I don't catch much of uh, NXT. Never have. I almost always did treat it like the under-league WWE, like it was beneath me watching. And it's who runs it, let's face but facts. I always kind of knew it was better, it was more edgy, it was just better content. These opening packages are invaluable because someone like me who's got one foot in the water, one foot out, you catch me up. Now I know who's fighting who and why. 
So and we they do it in a really fucking classy, skillful way. So they threw it back. They brought out the old in your house kind of intros where they were doing like they that. They had fucking Pettengill. They had Pettengill's voice saying, and now this match will, you know, telling the stories, which was awesome. And then for the main event, they had that main event fucking music that you only heard when the when Shawn Michaels was coming out originally back in the day. That thing. No, not that. That was during the Attitude Hour. They added that like buzz before yeah. WrestleMania 14. Definitely remember yeah. it there. It's like the music took a faster pace and sounded more heroic at the end of the promo. It was just a nice little touch. Okay. The set looked awesome. The nostalgia factor, great. First match, all the gold on the line. You had the North American, North American title. champ and the tag team champs. MSK and Bronson Reed, who, who that's a big boy, versus S- Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasmo. And let me tell you something, folks, if you ain't pick up the message yet. Santos Escobar, star amongst men. I don't know what it is about him. That guy knows how to capture a fucking audience. He knows how to capture me. Every minute he's on that screen, I'm watching what he's doing. He knows how to be a heel. He knows how to get his shit in, too. He did a fucking, uh, what what move was that? A Michinoku driver on Bronson Reed. Oh, Bronson Reed, yeah. Oh, Oh, man. They did everything. They did everything. The first match in, they did Fucking everything. I was done. I oh, had to take a break. God. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Clearly, they're all talented. Clearly, they can do amazing That's things. That's just... But you know what, Clearly, PJ? it was exciting. Give me a one-on-one. That's what the fuck I need when I start a wrestling show. That's what I need to get to sit me down. They did everything. Yeah, a this lot of people... This was 25 fucking minutes. Old man they, yells at Cloud. It was no, 13. They, what else no, do you want? No, it was not. 13.40. Maybe without the promo, because maybe the promo in the beginning took up 10 minutes. Because I looked at the thing. I said, I'm 22 minutes into this thing. I've seen one match. Well, that's a mistake. I never look at a clock. You can never look at a clock during a wrestling show because it'll sway your opinion. I know you're big with having the singles first, but... It didn't do anything for me. It really didn't do anything I think that is a problem that a lot of stuff going in in one match dives and all that stuff. Even AEW does it with the Young Bucks. They start off every match, and they have 40 fall seasons. Well, here's the bullshit. There's going to be AEW fans who say that match sucked and they did everything, but won't say the same thing about the Young Bucks match that also opened the show last week. Yeah, because they're Um, fucking terrible. Look, you shouldn't open up with that kind of match, but if you do... Does the match deliver? I think it did. And what else way, are you going to do sure with six guys? I'm sure they did open with a singles match, probably a dark match. That you missed because you don't watch the that pre-show. That they do for the home crowd. It was no, a, they did a pre-show match. It was a tag. See, but, that's not good either. A women's tag. But then again, when you look at the card, they booked themselves into a shoot because then the next match you had the Every supernatural bullshit. Uh, yes, you're right. That's what I'm Everything saying. Was so up. Everything had I thought they should have started with the women's title match. No, because, well, yeah, you know what, you could have, but we all know the result of that match was going to be. So what was match two? Match, match two, two was Zia Lee. Uh, What's her name? Say it again. Zia Lee. Zia Lee. I liked her a lot. Against Mercedes uh, Martinez. She yes. is a star. And she came out with a fucking, her manager. Tian Shah. Her name's uh, Boa and Mia. where she hasn't been on recently. She's been. She's been? Yeah. So yeah. this is long-term booking at its finest. When she first came to America to wrestle, they basically buried her in the Mae Young Classic. They had her be, be a jobber. And now all the people that she's gotten beat by in the Mae Young Classic that are still in NXT, they've had her beat on her way up building up. Wow, look at that. Four-year build. the fuck attention. Four-year build. They had her turn like into a darker character and made her get... I guess baptized by this other person that sits on a fucking chair all day. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know what they're going with. I don't that, know what but. the fuck it is. I it, it was look. Is it's it like a little King Ida Kuda from WWE? He was the head of the 
Kevin Sullivan's thing. He sat in the chair. Oh, it's Dungeon called, of Doom. Maybe that's what's master, a throwback to. Master yeah. Sullivan's son. Jesus. <laughs> but you liked Zia uh, Lee. I did. I like this match. She's unique. And Mercedes Martinez, I never knew about her until recently when they started featuring her more. She can fucking go too. Yeah, she. I knew about them. When they hired her, I knew she was. She can go. I have to say, how rare is it that a company just hits every person that they push in NXT as far as a female? I think they really hit with. I don't think that they have bad pushes ever. It seems like they really, their women's division is top notch. I feel like even their. Mercedes Martinez just took back to back losses and looks great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They just have a way of doing things differently with that division. Even even the men's division, this, the title picture. I mean, everyone. The you title got four or five guys little, in there. I mean, that, I mean, that you, got a little crazy, but it yes. did. But you had five. You got five guys there. You have five guys for the mid card belt, and the storylines mean something. The main roster, you don't even you don't have so that. So here's the first thing. I also I want to breach off a little bit and just talk about the show as a whole right now before we get into the main event. And I think oh, and the women's title match. Sorry, I almost missed that one. Um, here's a few things I noticed right away that I just like better about NXT and I can't stress enough how much of a difference it makes. There's like four camera angles. There's not 15. It's very old school with the way they film things. When someone's doing a splash off the top rope, they film from, they do the Shawn Michaels angle as it's known. You film from the bottom or Mick Foley recently took credit for that too. They told the guy that shoot him from the floor, but there's little things that they just do to make it look like wrestling. Yeah. It's just different. I don't know if it's... And it's made to feel like a wrestling event. If you go to live indie shows, it's very similar to... I would argue NXT feels more like an indie show than AEW does at times. I got one for you. Does NXT remind you more of the old school WWF than the current WWE does? For yeah, me, it does. I, well, I, I, this, I, was I an in, so. this was an in-your-house pay-per-view, so that was the goal. So I know, I, I understand I, that, but yeah, I'm just no. saying with... Like the way the storylines are, with the way it's produced, with the with the lighting, everything about it. I just think it's closer to being a wrestling show and being what we it's, grew it's, up with. It's closer to that early Attitude Era stuff. He knows how to tap into you the nostalgia. You almost expect cameramen to be at ringside. Maybe yes. those will come in next. Yes. But all right, match number three. L.A. Knight uh, defeating Cameron Grimes. A lot of match for the vacant million-dollar championship. I didn't like it. Here's what I did like. I liked that L.A. Knight won. Had no choice. What do you think about L.A. Knight? I think he he can be a huge star. That head and shoulders above everybody else ain't just a fucking. It ain't a statement. That's I don't a, know if he's head and shoulders above anybody. I in just NXT, know that he's got he checks a lot of boxes. Now I'm not looking at for how he's going to be in NXT. I'm just I'm saying looking for how is Vince going to be able to capitalize on him when he comes up to the bigs and could I I almost I get, I get a a um a Ken Anderson vibe from him that worries me. That he could drop this thing, and that if he has to play any other character but the character, Ken Anderson never looked now, like he did. Know. That's the right. difference. But in any event, and I love Ken Anderson, but yeah, Ken Anderson could talk but too. I'm sorry, I'm not going to call him that, Mister Kennedy. Kennedy. Kennedy, that was heat, man. Come on, I enjoyed it. He was From very good. Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I like that he won. I could have almost brought myself to enjoy a Ted DiBiase, L.A. Knight little partnership for a I while. I thought that's what it was going to be, but then but it was... But not necessary. I know he turned on him at some point, which NXT, I loved. The next Tuesday. And NXT. I like the idea of the million-dollar man, this classy, upper-scale guy who loves caviar and the finer things, now having to like partner up 
with this redneck who doesn't know fucking anything about the Beverly Hillbilly life, the Beverly Hillbilly, and that they go on the road. I think they can make for a lot of good backstage skits. I think it can make for an interesting dynamic, even if you make Million Dollar Man of straight heel and Ooh. make um, Trevor Lee. What's his name now? I'm sorry. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Even if you make him uh, babyface, which I think he is do- doing well. I think he basically is one now. He's doing well. Yeah. yeah. Their, their backstage segments, I know you don't watch, but their backstage segments the past like two months oh, leading hysterical. up to this have it been so fucking funny. hysterical. He's really made this character and really come into his own with it. Apparently, was, it's somewhat of a shoot. I, apparently, he had some real money invested into all I, that AMC I think he shit. did, but I don't know how much truth there is you behind it. You still believe in the work. Hey, You're AMC fucking popped. If I, li- if I listened to you, I'd make no goddamn money, <laughs> which is why we're here recording into these goddamn microphones instead of sitting on a beach making fun of Dave Meltzer. So I didn't like this match, and I feel that, and I was telling you guys this before, I feel like... It's becoming more of a stunt fest and a prop show rather than climb the ladder. There's no psychology anymore. They don't climb the ladder anymore. They use the ladder to make various objects that they crash through or to do acrobatics off. But they don't actually try to climb it. They don't actually try to win. And I'm just over it. I've seen this. Two months ago, there was eight guys with eight ladders. Like, I, this is nothing. Like, you, I, this is doing nothing for me because everything's been done, and they're clearly not trying to win. They're just trying to do daring spots so that the crowd goes ooh and ah, rather than Owen and Brett will give you a hell of a fucking cage match because they're trying to get out of the cage. They know how to use the psychology. Am I wrong here? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it because I felt like they didn't do too many spots, or the spots they attempted, they didn't hit. The only big spot that was actually hit was Grimes hitting the ladder at the end. Every other one was like a miss or it was like a setup to a spot, but then it didn't end up being yeah, that when, spot. Yeah, when you told me about it, you, you texted me and you said uh, it was a simple It was simple, simple but sometimes less is more because, like you said, it could become a spot fest. I didn't feel it reached that. I think what this match suffered from is I think that arena is way too small to have a ladder match. I think it was blaringly obvious when you look at the way things were set up. There was no way to tell a story because there wasn't enough room to walk something out. The guy got hit by a ladder three feet away from getting hit by another ladder. You spread things out a little bit. I don't know. It gives you more room. I just remember them propping that thing up many, many times. And I'm like, okay, enough already. Just enough. But that's every ladder match. That's what the ladder match has become, though. Yeah. Right. It's every ladder match. So maybe do something different. There's no way. Imagine they did. Imagine. Imagine you took the two best wrestlers ever. You take Sean and Brett, and you have a ladder match, have a ladder match, but never use it as a weapon. Just use it as something to climb. You think they'd give you a fucking amazing match? Well, you're talking... Just based on that psychology? Yeah. I think it could be done. I, I think, think we the... need to dial it back a little bit. Because I, I think we've seen every gigantic stunt. Dude, I, I think saw you the, have. I saw a midget pull out a small ladder. I saw the giant pull out a huge hey, ladder. Watch I've it. seen gigantic ladders been broken through like tables. I think they set one on fire once. I've seen everything. There's no... And now you expect me to watch this match between LA Knight and this little fucking guy. You expect me to watch this match? I've seen this. I saw Finley fucking shillelagh flare off a ladder. Hey, for me, (laughs) DiBiase sold me that match regardless. It didn't even... Did it storyline deliver? I think so. Yeah, definitely. And I think Eli Drake, a.k.a. LA Knight, is a star. Yeah. Uh, head and shoulders above everybody else, like he says. I feel like that he is in, in NXT. You could see he's a big fish in a small pond there. 
But when Vince gets his hands on him, the question is, does he strap a rocket to his ass and make him something? He can. I mean, he has the look. Here's the problem. Well, does he give three. him a totally different character, Which, strip yeah. away everything that he does. Yeah. What I think of him, I scares me. It, I think EC3, but well, EC3 couldn't talk like question. him. If they strip away his character, they bring up LA Knight, they strip away his character, shouldn't he still be? If he's really good and really meant to go, wouldn't he get over anyway? If you give him fans to be in front of, yes. So if you I put wonder, him in front of computer I screens, see no. If he can be over without doing that shtick, that LA Knight shtick. I mean, it's the, it's the rock shtick. It's the Miz shtick. It's the same shtick. This is ba- not a new mm. character. Nothing about this character is new. He's the he's it's Ken Kennedy. His fucking entrance music is dope. He's just an arrogant. I didn't think he was heel. working when he came. When they signed him, I thought he was just going to be a manager or something. But why? I don't know. I just, he was working in NWA. I, I know he was working. I just the vibe I got from it. But I'm glad he is working. That's a talented guy. And what yeah. what was the next match? I believe it was the women's was title. Women's title: Raquel Gonzalez against Ember Moon. And let me Raquel Gonzalez. She is. That's a star too. For the last year and a half, two years after she beat Rhea Ripley, I was well, looked at her. Rhea Ripley was recently. Rhea Ripley was a year, almost a year ago. No uh, fucking probably way. like Halloween Havoc. So it was a little before that then when I really got to watch her. Well, she had the War Games showing. Yes, the she had War Games showing was great. Yeah. But even before that, and you saw her and she was just huge, and she could work. She got that barn door back, Jack. She can go, and she's getting better. She's getting every a lot, time you yeah, see her. Every time you see her, she gets better. What, what scares me is I saw Rhea Ripley do the same exact thing as her, just as fast. And then when Rhea Ripley came up to the main roster, it hasn't been great. I think that she might be better than Rhea Ripley for one reason only: she doesn't have like a fucking gimmick. She's kind of just herself. And for some people, that works. Like Charlotte Flair is herself. That's her gimmick. She's just Charlotte Flair. I think Rhea Ripley they tried to make into like a fucking grunge. I don't know. I don't know how much of that is them or how much of that right, is her. Right. But is that her? I guess so. I mean, I wouldn't commit to walking around like that unless but you're in like it. But I feel like if you did see her walking around like that, she would look like someone who might wear something like that. That's you know. That's a mind fuck right there, <laughs> PJ. No, I think I, I know. You think you, she worked no, herself I know into exactly a shoot? What you mean? I don't know if that's. Who she is, in which case, that's probably you should let her keep doing it. Or is this something that they're foisting on them? Also, there's a market that you could tap into with her because you need a Latina woman. You never really had one that wasn't a heel yelling at people that I could think of. Oh, they say Melina. She's a heel, though. That doesn't matter. If she's over, I mean, if if she's like getting fans, Melina had a gimmick though. Melina was well, you know, there was fans bitching that they, when they said that like that she's gonna be the first big Latino woman, like oh, Melina was champion. Yeah, I, Melina was champion of the Divas title and did splits. Yeah, she's not athletically the same thing what this girl. And is. I don't think Melina would be the type of person the company oh, wants you to prop are, up oh. as their Latina. Probably not. Woman spokesman. She's doing splits with her ass out. But so I think they should hype up the fact that she's going to be their new. Because I can't think of a Latino woman. You almost want to feel like Lita was. But Rosa sure Mendez. Was, I think she was a white woman. Rosa Mendez. Rosa Mendez. Yeah, yeah, but again, what did they do? Was Nothing. Eva, Eva Torres. She, did she was like, but she was like subtly Spanish. It's like how Bailey's Spanish. Everyone knows she's Spanish, but no one cares that she's Spanish. Or is she Yokozuna Spanish? No, no, no. Bailey's she, Bailey shoots. Say, she, <laughs> Bailey <laughs> shoots Spanish. But unfortunately, unless you you, you need, but you kind of need the Hispanic name. Is very right. Important. Well, I mean, right? I Sasha mean, Banks technically has a very Spanish name. I don't know if she's actually Spanish. Mercedes Verano. 
Sounds Spanish to me. I don't know. I'm not a fucking geologist. <laughs> Fuck. Wrong one. What is it? Well, the Bellas. Were they Spanish? Their last name was Bella. I was supposed to believe no, they were it, fucking Ginzos. Garcia. That's their yeah, shoot. Yeah, they were Spanish. But, but is it their gimmick? That's the difference. Right. Her gimmick is that she's right Spanish. Guy. Right. Shelly Martinez was Spanish. She was a fucking vampire. Where do vampires come from? Transylvania, not bi- fucking Spanish. As a Spain. business, they need to tick that box as a business. You see, once in a while, and this brings me what I was going to say before. I missed it. The first woman's match. What was what was her name? Zia Lee. I know. I was so impressed, but I just can't. Zia Lee. I wrote Zia Lee. X-I-A. Ah. L-I. Can't we get rid of Asuka and put her there? Because I feel like the roster is only going to be big enough in Vince's mind for one Asian woman character. Well, yeah, she's Should Chinese. They have both? Asuka's Japanese. I understand. And it's oh, kind of yeah. different gimmicks because one's doing the They're dark power bullshit. But it just shows me like... I don't know. Well, that's either they're going to, one's going to go on each show or they're going to end up. I guess what I'm saying is they want to fill that box. And I feel like this girl would be so much better than Asuka in so many ways. You're such a disgusting human being. Go get a tissue. I can't watch this. This COVID (laughs) and you're wiping your nose on your undershirt. You're an animal. You're a fucking animal. Sorry. Two, one of two things going to happen. They're going to either end up on separate brands or they're going to end up in a tag team. I know. Isn't that unfortunate? But does China and Japan get along, like, historically? And by the way, I think there's room for both of them on the roster, honestly. Oh, I just know how the company thinks, and Vince thinks he's going to oversaturate the marketplace if he has two. This is his old mentality. Well, look at Steven Regal. He lost his name. (laughs) Yeah, can't have two Steves, pal. I confuse everybody. So we we got off track. We we got to get Blackman stay because I'm scared of him. (laughs) Oh, he'll rip your heart out with his bare hands. We lost track from this women's match. Um, Raquel Gonzalez won, fucking obviously. Yeah. yeah. Ember How Moon's could... finish is great. Ember Moon can, I mean, they misuse her work, tremendously on the main roster. I feel roster. like they dropped the ball with her on the main yeah, roster. Yeah, I didn't like the one. Th- the one thing I didn't like was that they had Dakota Kai out there at ringside, oh, and they said that Shanti was hurt. And then she made a return. And then she made the return halfway through the match. Why not just, why? Right. She was trying to hold back oh, for as long God, as she maybe. can. Yeah, I know it's a good spot, but at the same time, I mean, you know maybe have her come out with a crutch or some bullshit and just work it up a little more. I feel like every woman in NXT, except for the girl Aaliyah, has gotten this push at some point where they beat a bunch of people, they win the NXT women's title, and then they go up to the main roster, and a few have floated, and then a couple have sunk. I mean, this is just kind of how they book things. They're dominant champions, and then eventually... The only one that never went up was Io Shirai. She lost and stayed down there and now just recently returned. But everyone else, Kari Zane, all of them, they win the belt, then they go up. And then it's a fucking shit show recently. I mean, I don't know how you fuck up Shayna Baszler. I just don't understand it. I don't understand that either. I don't understand that. That was when she mopped everybody in that fucking elimination chamber. I think she had like all six eliminations because she came out last. Yeah. I said, oh, she's over. And then they have a lose to somebody who then goes away. She'll be dancing, smiling, and being bullied in no time. Oh, Jesus. But you said going up with the belt. Was the next match the main event? It was, yes. So many fucking, fucking people fucking in five it. Way. It was a five-way. It was so many fucking people was in Finn it. Was Finn Balor in this and match? And let me no. tell you something. Cross, O'Reilly, on. Cole, Dunn, and Gargano. Right. And so last week, I could pretty sure, I either said this to you on air or in person, I thought Cross was winning this. And you guys said, or someone said, no, no, he's going to lose. Because he has to go up, and I just I can't I cannot imagine them taking the belt off of him. 
That guy is a he's dominant. five tool player. Yeah, he's dominant. They want him there. Why would they want to move him? Because he's, I mean, really, he's why so much bigger him? than the rest of them. He needs to go Give up him there. More time. He'll go up. He doesn't need more time. Like, Triple H don't want him to go. My thing is this: when your main event and you're putting your top five guys in there, or fine, you're putting four out of your top five guys. Who, who don't you count? Are you gonna put both? Because Balor's not there. That's the thing. Balor right. is one of those guys. Yeah, I don't remember right. what the reason is. He's out of this. I guess he just he just lost. He yeah. hasn't faced. He hasn't been there since he lost that match. Which makes sense because maybe he might be the secret going up and no one's realized it. But either way, when you look across the board, you got four guys that all kind of look the same in a way. In the fact that they're not as huge and they're shorter. And then you have Karrion Cross who could go out there and have a few Drew McIntyre, and it's believable. I love Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole is phenomenal. Here's the problem. Adam Cole and AJ Styles are the same height, and AJ Styles is 40 pounds on him. You can't buy this shit. That's why it's NXT. And it's not a bad thing, but when you have guys like Cross down there too long, it stands out a little bit much. Now, is Ciampa, he's much smaller in comparison. He is ripped to the fucking gills. He's ripped to the gills, but he's not as sizable as the guys are. No, he's smaller, too. He's smaller, too. That's why I like it down there, though. There's I a know. place for that. Non-steroided wrestling, or I should say guys under 6'6". Six, six. Uh, but the, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're not on steroids. I'm sure he is. You've seen this Everyone's guy. on that juice. But my, my thing is, like, Drew McIntyre versus most of these guys, there was a reason why he was champion for, like, four months in NXT, then he went up. You can't do much with them down there because they're going to beat everybody. They're sizably so how different. how do they though. get the belt off carrying cross? Why do we think he's going up? Is there Did, did, did something leak? Well, that Meltzer predicted it. I've realized, again, any of these leaks, is if you don't stop banging that fucking microphone, I'm going to kill you today. <laughs> but imagine this. Meltzer has this fucking mental masturbatory moment where he says, oh, it's right, news. Right, let's see him go up. He posted as news. That news becomes buzz. WWE hears it. And now before you know it, we got to move him. The whole internet's talking. He literally thinks he's playing God. Out I, I don't think Cross is going up yet. I think they, as we saw on Tuesday, I think they made some matches that Will eventually happen down the line. Well, I don't we'll know what see. the next challenger is for. Well, so at the end of this, William Regal says, "I'm out of here." Uh, uh, don't do it like that. If you're gonna do it, do it right. I've been here a long time and I've never seen. The now he's place. Back whoa! Now house. he's fucking Drew. I've never seen the place so out of control. I don't oh know. I can't God. do it. I don't know Scottish, fucking Irish. Can't do an English accent. He's from Blackpool. You do it, motherfucker. War games. There you go. So he said, I had enough. He's leaving. It reminded me of Bobby Heenan. Reminded me of my the dad. Manhattan <laughs> but then I discover, and I didn't see it, but I read about it or saw a clip of something. Oh, God. He, now Samoa Joe is back on NXT. Which also they leaked. Did, they did this fucking... Well, no. They leaked it wrong. They said he's going to have a non-physical role. Yes. I saw some physicality yes, on Tuesday yes, night, yes. so they were fucking wrong. And they also predicted that he was going to be the GM, I which he was both. not the I GM. I heard both. All right, so and I think, by the way, William Regal should have that job forever. Oh, he's there's no one else that could there's do it. It's a perfect role. He's the perfect authority figure. He might be, and maybe Vince is number one, Bischoff too, maybe. But the only Regal th- as an authority figure, he's done it a long time. When he was most active, he was always a commissioner or a GM. He was always doing tons of shit. And what's yeah, funny is shit tremendous. because he towers over all of them. It's like a dad yelling at all his sons every fucking week. They're all so much God, than he him. is so good. He's got to go. Put him in the Hall of Fame before he fucking croaks. I can see him. Whoa. Don't, no, wish I can see don't him speak be, it into existence, you jerk to. off. No, that's how you ward it off. I don't. I, I could see him be one of those wrestlers because he took a beating, too, with drugs. Oh, and he, shit. well, because Vince called him fat. Just, 
Put him in the fucking Hall of Fame already while he's alive. You did this with the Bulldog. You did it with Paul Bear. Enough already. Macho. Put these people in. Vader. Vader fucking told you he was dying. They didn't care. Um, Shit. I lost my train of thought now. Fuck. I went that. Samoa, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Yes. I had to tell you about how Samoa Joe debuted or re-debuted, I guess would be the term. Regal comes out and basically gives his, his swan song, cross interrupts and berates him for about three minutes. And then right as he's about to like get in Regal's face, Joe, Joe, and he's back. He comes out, he gets right in Cross's face with the suit on. He tells Regal, you know, I might have fucked up when I was here, but I want you running things. I'm here to ensure that you could do your job. And basically Regal offers him a pivot. Ah, fuck. Fucking heebie-jeebie got me tonight. No, Regal offered him to be the, the GM. The GM, and, and he said he didn't want to be it. And then he said that he'll give him a job as basically a special enforcer and he can't get involved. He can't be active and he can't fight with any talent unless provoked. Wait, you got to okay, do it the way I deliver. it. You can't be an active... Oh, fuck, now I'm doing it like Drew. You ruined me. I did it so good before. You're such a prick. He paused when he said, unless provoked, and then it got everyone The pause is always unless king. Unless provoked. And they, then he got in right cross. This is Sheriff Austin all over again. And he got in Cross's face, and I said, now, let me ask you, what are you doing in this ring? Kicked him out. Joe's great on the mic, too. Oh, Joe's God. great. Joe, when, always great. Joe, when he was going for the SmackDown title, I'll never forget, he came out. Oh, the five of them. There was five of them in the yeah. ring. He ripped all of them. The worst was Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy tried to say something. He says, Jeff. Pretend this is another AA meeting and wait your wait your chance to talk. It's oh great. My God, yeah, Joe is great. So where do we go from here, gentlemen? With the so two they, of them, my hope, my my long hope is that they he ends up as an in ring guy again and as William a fucking Re monster here with Regal as his manager. There it is. He I'm just, all about you it. Want folks. everybody to have a fucking manager? That's your wet dream. Not everybody. The people that met well. Every well, let's see. Who does it work for? Roman Reigns, he's the champion. Brock Lesnar, he's still the biggest Bobby guy. Lashley. Karrion Cross has a fucking girl with him. That's a, that's a valet. That's I, different. It's the same fucking principle. MVP, I don't want to see in wrestling. He's Whoa. the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Both champions have managers. It's not me. It's not, you know. <laughs> It's here. It's here. The revolution has happened. We should get Mel Gibson the for a Drew. AEW champion has a manager. Everyone in AEW has a manager. Yeah, the true. managers in AEW have managers. <laughs> <sighs> so they tease some feuds. Number one, obviously, the cross feud would be number one. Then... Can he go, Joe, or is he so banged up that he really We can't? don't know, And but the way they did things was smart. They kind of left it open air. And then backstage, O'Reilly and Cole were going at it, basically continuing back to their feud from Mania weekend. And they started fighting backstage, and Regal's trying to separate them, and Joe sees it, comes over in the suit, throws fucking... <laughs> throws Kyle O'Reilly across the room. Then fucking um, Adam Cole pushes him to get him out of the way, and you just see fucking Joe snap and put him in the choke. Yeah, put him I out cold. That. It's and tell him when he wakes up, tell Mr. Regal makes the matches or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. Tremendous. And then Amazing. the last one was Pete Dunne. And what they did was they basically went through three guys that weren't there when Joe was there. So when Joe was there, it was just him and Shinsuke, basically, right? Finn Balor, maybe. No, Balor Owens. was there. He, he and him and Balor teamed. Right. Okay. So yeah. it was right around that. Oh, and they feuded for yeah, like three fucking yeah. takeovers. But so they had him feud with base or plant the seeds with all the new generation guys. And let's see where it goes. Either way, I'm, I'm happy. This is a perfect guy for that Stone Cold Steve Austin role. He's just going to come out and put people to sleep if they fuck with him. Yeah. I like it. And then you can have the drama of they won't touch him because they don't want to piss him off. And, you know. 
And that was AEW in your house, not NXT. In if your you house. don't I'm stop, sorry. stop insulting NXT that way. Yeah. It's an actual wrestling NXT show. NXT in your house. Eh, I didn't love it. It was okay. I think the best moment from the pay-per-view happened on fucking Tuesday. That should have happened at the end of Tuesday. She just came out and fucking... Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, damn. What do we got next on the agenda there, Kayfabe? We got your your favorite show. Uh, favorite. <laughs> we have a specific chapter to look for now, gentlemen, because I don't people know if want to bring to... it up. Google it. It, it. They'll quote this book. Everyone loves this book. I'll find it. What are you looking for? What you said before, Bret Hart's reenactment of uh, Jacques Rougeau punching Dynamite Kid in the face. <laughs> what, Dynamite? <laughs> he probably tells you, He probably tells people Dynamite was a good guy, too. He, definitely. It's shooting with the hitman, so we're going to find this, and uh, hopefully it's when uh, he punched him in the face so we can get more Wait, of Wait, uh, Jacques punched Bret in the face? No, when he punched Dynamite Kid oh, in the face. Only. So we can get your reaction to it oh, from boy. Bret. Fuck Bret. Yes, because please, what did Bret Hart have to say this week, PJ? Well, I was looking. I was scrambling quick to try to find the, the uh, section that might pertain. You know how many times this has happened? Where to you the look... dynamite kid, and I, something else struck me. Of course. You know how many times this has happened where we tell you to look up something specific and you find something else? So, sometimes you find gold. I want to start with the chapter name. Oh, God. The chapter name is chapter 21 of the book of Bret. The Book of Bread. It's not a Bible. <laughs> the chapter is entitled the Book More of Male Than Hogan. What's the verse in a uh, line? More <laughs> male than Hogan. In what world? That uh, In the world of this book, that is the name of the chapter. The Bret Hart have 22-inch pythons? So he's talking here about the fact that as he was WWF champion, he kicked a little money down to his dad's promotion stampede wrestling to keep it afloat. Of course he did. Okay. You had to, had to feed the bear. It wasn't cheap. This is page 216. I know we never give the episode number, Frank. I just realized. Oh, boy. Sorry. Sorry, people at home. We'll figure that out real quick. But at page 216 of Bret Hart's book, I need your undivided attention. There's no sense going back, Frank. The viewer doesn't care. The listener doesn't care at this point. Ring Crew Radio, episode 47. 47. There you go. 47 fucking times. My mom was constantly miserable because the so Because you're her son. Because the so-called family fortune was still being blown on Stampede Wrestling and all of their hanger-ons. Whenever I showed up at the house with Julie, Jade, and Dallas, this is family. Uh, yeah, I know. She, being the mother, kind of clung to me like I was the level-headed bastion of sanity. In what, what, what was that? Can you repeat that? This was the line I knew was going to get you. I'm going to take it from the top. Whenever I showed up to the house with Julie, Jade, and Dallas, my mother kind of clung to me like I was a level-headed bastion of sanity. So first off, he names his kids those weird things so he could every time, instead of saying, my family, introduce you again so you remember his kids' names because he's an egomaniac. The next part of that, he is the... Bastion... Like Bastion Booger? It was the ba- the level-headed Bastion of Sanity. Okay, that just shows you how fucked up the hard house is. If Brett is the level of Sanity, the guy who lives in a delusional planet where girls jumped over guardrails for him... This gets and they better, didn't, by the way. And they didn't almost bankrupt the WWF as him as champion. Go on, please. Just make get it over with. She and my dad would pull up chairs in the kitchen, <sighs> lower the volume of the TV, and... 
As Stu put on the kettle for tea, they'd eagerly listen to my latest stories and news about the business. How did he have time to do that? He's what? holding court in his own, in his father's kitchen. Hold on a second. How did his father have time to do that when he was stretching 17-year-olds in his basement for 17 hours a day while the bear slept outside? Gonna, how is the bear being fed? How are you providing your analysis of this and not mention that he's calling his dad Stu? This isn't a surprise. He does this every time he references them. He doesn't call people like dad, mom, family. No, he has to address them by their name because it makes them seem like they're more important than they are. There is more. I'll never forget Stu watching a video of the Slammies at Christmas laughing so hard at Vince singing that he had tears in his eyes. He asked me over and over with a huge smile on his face, so uh, Vince is really out of the closet actually, is he? Vince wasn't gay, but oh in Stu's world, God. only a gay man would have camped it up like Vince did. Your son's wearing pink tights touching <laughs> other greasy men. What fucking world is Vince gay and he's not? Is he kidding me? Is he kidding? What is? That's why Brett's so fucked up in the head. He was raised by this psychopath. He says to me, gay babe, I said, in one paragraph, he says, I am the bastion. Of what is it, maturity and common sense? Sanity. Of sanity. sanity yeah. The last the word one, I think of when it's the other one he's suddenly calling Vince gay. I said, This will give the high flyer an, a heart attack <laughs> on air. I can't, I, I don't even get worked up about it anymore. I dread this segment because all it does is like, it's irreparable damage at this point with me and Brett. It just makes it worse. Well, as you told me, this is episode 47, and at episode 50, you get to pick the book. Thank you. The, How about that? Does Hunter does Hunter have a biography? It's about uh, lifting weights and shit. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it because the diatrobs out of this man's mouth <laughs> will just have to make another podcast. Well, speaking of diatrobs, I but think actually, we owe the wait, let's let, let's give the audience a shot. If there's any book you'd like us to recommend to be the next book that we react to on a weekly basis, we have some here. We have the Flare book. We have the animal, the steel book. We have a Jericho maybe, maybe book. Maybe Jericho, yeah. The Jericho book seems tempting. Let us hear it on Twitter. At us. Or a Foley book. Or a Foley book. Uh, well, no, because Foley in his prime knew where he was. Now he doesn't. Now he's po- popping us over the air. He doesn't know where he's at. I don't think at. I can handle Jericho. <laughs> you look like you're, you're getting anxiety just thinking about it. I couldn't do it. Hanno would be great. How many different people do you think that Jericho names as his favorite wrestler? I know Owen. I've heard Owen. I've heard um, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Sean. Sean. Everyone with Ricky. Anybody who wasn't Hulk Hogan, basically. Yeah. Did he like Sting? No, he couldn't like Sting. Sting was too big. Crazy. Uh, but yes, please give us suggestions. Obviously, it doesn't have to be one we have here. Give us something out of the blue. Go ahead. Next segment, we got my favorite game. Yep. From the WWE, I believe, 2016 trading card game featuring Triple H WrestleMania cards. We have Luck of the Draw. Gentlemen, we're running light this week, so we're going to pull two. Because we owe it to our fans. They got us a day late, so we're going to give them a little bit bonus here. Who's ready? Who wants it first? Give me my two. You want both at the I'll, same time? I'll pass I'll take them. Two. Yeah. I'll take two. Give me the top two. Feels like a game of fucking blackjack. You ain't even on a shuffle. I'm recovering. <laughs> you looked? I got him. That sounds like a very unenthused PJ stack. Uh, one is a throwaway. You may want to let me open up, but then I got one that's a little juicy. We maybe go into it. I'll let you do the throwaway. 
Start with the bad one. We'll Everyone will start with the bad unless, one. Like I said, unless someone's got a much worse throwaway, but I can't oh, I got good it. ones. Got good ones. Oh, two good ones. I got one good one, one shitty one. All right, boys. I think I got one. I got one good one, and I got one I think we've done before, but all right, go ahead. Do I'm going to start? Go ahead. There's a throwaway. Harley Race. We were defeats, speaking about him earlier. How ironic I, yeah, is that? Defeats Junkyard Dog. In a loser must bow match. Oh my God! This, this would not survive today. That is shameful. Making the junkyard dog a black man bow to Have a you seen fucking this match? crowned Missourian named Holly Race. <laughs> have you seen this Fuck match? That. Have what? you have you seen this match? I cannot say that I have. How many match? How long? I, did- I, now that I'm reading it, I know it existed. I think this was WrestleMania three. How long did Harley Race do the WWF for? Uh, it was at the end of his career, at correct? At the very end. Because uh, he managed Flair against Vader. That was like 88, 89. That was in WCW. Right. And now I'm saying he went to WWE after that, He was right? probably in WWE maybe 88. Okay, so around the same time. The latest. I mean, it was quick. He was in and out, I'm pretty sure. He was made the king. He was the first king. Actually, maybe we'll get something out of this. You, We were talking about this earlier. King of the ring. Mm-hmm. Made stars. Made people. He was the first. I didn't even realize that until PJ educated me before. I don't want to sidebar too much, but this is a good debate, right? Would King of the Ring do something for somebody current day if it's done correctly? They don't book it right anymore. They don't book it right anymore. But gentlemen, I had an idea. Here's how you fix it. 30 seconds. Antonio Cesaro wins the King of the Ring. He goes to Raw. He beats Bobby Lashley. Three problems fixed. One fucking night. He's not wrong. We're missing out here. Bring back the King of the Ring, you uh, fucking coward. They should do it, but they don't put their stars in it, which is uh, the problem. How well, about, originally the okay, idea I was I got to, one, Francis. I got one. Yeah. Here's what we do. Can we all agree the Money in the Bank ladder match has ran its course? Can it be time for something else? It shouldn't be its own pay-per-view. So check it out. Take it off being the its own The King of the Ring gets a royal title shot. You combine the two. When you win the King of the Ring, then you can get. You're not getting. A I missed case. that. You know, I missed that part of explaining my Cesaro thing. I said, "How do you make it mean something? You have to put a title shot on the line." I'm sorry, you have I to forgot put a title about that. Shot on the line. No one gives a fuck about wearing a crown except Bret Hart. And let's kick and off Corbin. the new, say here's our new That's tradition: true. the King of the Ring gets an, a title shot anytime he wants, much like Money in the Bank. But give up. But the it has case. to be an actual match. And now instead of winning it in a title match, you're winning it in a tournament. So you're proving that you can actually fucking go. Right. And you can still be an opportunistic asshole if you want it to be. You can be either or. The shame is that Cesaro's already elevated, so it wouldn't do much for him. But, I mean, you could bring someone back to the fucking, like, Shinsuke. That's a perfect example of someone that could benefit greatly from well, He's going from for this. the crown right now. Exactly. Has, which is, maybe maybe they got something planned. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe there's whispers. Maybe they're listening to Ring Crew Radio. <laughs> maybe. The high fly, the king of bonk style. Please bring back King of the Ring. What do we got next, Faves? What's your first card? All right. I got The Rock beating Hogan. WrestleMania 18? WrestleMania 18. The Rock defeats Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What a fucking match in Toronto. History. And I'll tell you why. How many flat jobs did Hogan do in his fucking career? Uh, He did one to Warrior. He did one to fucking Rock. That's about it. He did one to Goldberg. If you can even call that a flat job. Never did one to Sting. Nah, he didn't do many. That's what I'm saying. That was a fucking great match. But I'll tell the people at home something they don't want to hear. Let me say this was an outstanding match between two charismatic animals. The story was there. Everything was perfect. It was picture perfect. Should have been Austin in that match. There it is. I, You know the match there wouldn't have is. been as good, though. 
That's the problem. You say that, but what did they do in this match, Francis? They did nothing. They punched and kicked. They yeah, that's true. They punched and kicked. What did they do? Triple you don't threat. Think, you don't think Hogan could have taken a Luthez press? Well, this is like the people that... <laughs> you don't think he could have taken 13 fucking mud stompings in the corner? Well, the diluted people of this earth always thought that The Rock was on the same... There's people out there that really think The Rock's the same level as Steve Austin. Like, they convinced it, themselves outside of Outside of wrestling, The Rock has blown him away. It's not even close, In but, the wrestling world, Austin is the man. Exactly. So, you, you're right. But there's definitely a small percentage of people that think the opposite way. It's like AEW fans, they don't even understand why they're wrong. They just you know are wrong. Why? Because you're dealing with a lot of people who just missed Austin and they just kind of knew The Rock as a big, big star. Well, they caught The Rock when he... And then The Rock started to transcend before their eyes. So they were under a whole hypnosis. Well, also The Rock's remember, catchphrases and We all remember that stuff. Rocky Maivia coming out with your little fucking paper mache leaves. <clears throat> we know who you really are, Dwayne. And you're fucking... Yeah. Okay, Dwayne, we know who you are. We Cena you said it best. He's a fucking sellout. I can't wait for him to come back and do a J-O-B to the tri- <laughs> tribal chief. The oh, table, man. yet you sit at the head at the rock built board by board the, by board. The rock, I already booked the that shit. A win. At Survivor Series, Roman Reigns better come out with a table as part of his entrance, like sitting at the end of it, and the rock just en- comes out after he wins his match and sits at the table and stares him down. That's it. Feet on the table. That could be the whole fucking problem. That's what it needs to be. That could be the whole That's thing. what it needs to be, yeah, gentlemen. Book it. Book it, Vince. You got me. Ha-ha! I need a 30-foot table. <laughs> with a... Cr- Hunter, take it out of your office. And I don't want to see a single Dudley in this building. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? Damn, I feel like I got this this card three different ways recently. This is Lesnar wearing an Eat, Sleep, Break the Street shirt. Great fucking merch deal. Returns to challenge John Cena to a match at SummerSlam. We all know how that match turned out. One of the flattest jobs you'll ever see. Yep. Poor Cena took 16 on his head. And what else were you going to do? I was on a bus back from Bordy Bond. And I wanted to get home so badly because I had to see it. I had to see it. And I remember watching it. That fucking match was a spectacle. But let's not even talk about Cena that match. Cena versus Brock was a spectacle. And he did the right thing because, to your point, with that shirt, this guy's coming off the, the streak. He had to win like that. He had to go over. Brock was hot as he was ever going to be. He was the hottest thing in wrestling ever when he came back after yeah. having Brock Everyone hated streak. him. I miss and Brock. And Cena flat like that. Yeah, Cena too. Do you guys think Brock comes back soon? Do we think Do maybe we have to build up for that feud when he came out and he interrupted Hogan's birthday party? Oh, oh yeah, yes. get out of here, yeah. Grandpa! I, I, I legitimately felt fear for yeah. everybody there. Yep. Only Kevin Nash may have had a fucking chance. And Are Piper, you kidding me? He would have blow his quad. And Piper bodied up to him. Oh man, that was how else could you put in the ring a bunch of fucking highly esteemed professional wrestlers and then send one heel out there and he gets all the fucking fear. Bro, Everyone was I thought terrified. Hogan was going to get broken in half, and then I thought in my head, brother, that ain't Absolutely. happening. But if Nash tried to like give him one of them big boots, he would have blew his quad. <laughs> Piper bodied up to him. It, that was, and I remember Scott Hall pushing yeah. Gene away. <laughs> yes, get out of here, Gene. I try to remember who he told God. Oh, he told that Hogan. He's like, got the ring, Grandpa. Party's <laughs> over, Grandpa. That's what it was. <laughs> then out came Cena. Man, Bro- yo, Brock, not for nothing. He doesn't talk often, but when he talks, it's fucking hilarious. 
Remember when every word is punctuated by the fact that he's more cannibal than human. Do you guys remember when he won the Money in the Bank and he comes out to challenge Rollins the next night? Listening then, to it like it's a boombox? No, it was right before that. Heyman's like, he goes, I got to challenge you tonight. Heyman's like, no, you got a year. Or no, I'm sorry. Rollins said you have a whole year to challenge me or whatever. And Brock goes, I had a whole year. And he slaps Heyman with yeah, the yes, contract. Yes, yes, yes. You didn't tell me I had a whole yes. year. Let's get out of here. And he just walks out. Uh, Brock getting the money in the bank. Another underrated moment. Hilarious for the next month. He caused chaos. <laughs> he caused pure chaos. I like that he listened to it like it was a boom <laughs> Oh, God. Brock party. That's what it was called. They made yeah. some merch. They made some shirts, you know, and they, they made, made some th- money. Yeah, and they got it done. He didn't lose one smidge of credibility. Oh man, All poor right. Mustafa Ali did. Fucking sat there seven minutes looking at the briefcase while Brock came out. We're back to me. Yes, sir. This is a Hall of Fame card, and it features WWE Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter. Maggot follows the high flyer on Twitter. Good people. Ah, and there you go. So let's talk a little bit about Sergeant Slaughter. I got a couple of things I want to say about him. Obviously, former WWF champion when he went full Iraqi in the heart of the Persian Gulf War. That, Are, that angle lasted longer than the war did. Hey, uh, he has one of the most famous matches of all time. People talk about him and Pat Patterson. That's one of those the like dog old... Dog or something or... There was a street fight. I think it was a boot camp match. Is that what it was? But it's supposed to be a street fight or Is some Is it really bullshit? one of the f- most famous matches of all time? Or was it something Vince liked and that he's pushed to the fucking moon? As I, again, you t- you've you made me learn that a lot of things that I believed was something I was deceived by the, <laughs> the WWE, you know, the history. The propaganda machine. I, I was the Lawrence Fishburne to your Neo. I don't know. I watch a lot of these podcasts. I watch a lot of these shoots. And a lot of, like, these older wrestlers talk... When they talk about their favorite matches, they bring that one up when they want to talk about Pat Patterson. Slaughter, it's hard to because, I mean, let's face facts, the gimmick was gold. I don't know how he was as a worker. I couldn't tell you. Then he put in fucking uh, chokehold in. What was he, a sleeper? Cobra Clutch. Cobra Clutch, right. So he he became WWE champion as an Iraqi sympathizer. He got a main event with Hogan, to his credit. That's something to be fucking proud at. Got to make some money. Hogan had no problem working with him. He beat the Ultimate Warrior. Oh. That time, smashed him in the head. It was some kind of a dirty fit. Oh, I think he hit him with the scepter. Macho King came well, out. Well, that was how they the were scepter. getting... Uh, that's when they stripped... Oh. Yeah, when they knew how to book a fucking feud. Not even. You know why that happened. Wasn't that when Warrior demanded all the Hogan perks and his own jet and Vince basically made him no, go do I a job and just, get the fuck out? I think they just realized that the Ultimate Warrior experiment wasn't working and that houses were down. And they no, just they went to, into that with the contract to, thing. On the dark side. Maybe you're right. I don't remember the the timeline of things because there was a lot of issues. Was it at a SummerSlam? That was the big blow off, yeah, when he held him up. No, yeah, that's what... That was I think that's the one. That was the one, which also featured Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik on the same team. Just found out recently, told a friend of ours, Sergeant Slaughter, not an actual Marine. And we know a friend that yeah, was, he was utterly convinced. It was in the Navy that was utterly convinced. Heartbroken. That Sergeant Slaughter was an honest to goodness Marine because he was on the work for so long. Is this a case of false valor? Shout out, Chuck. <laughs> Stolen valor? I mean, it was working the gimmick. Baby. Yeah, he was definitely working money. the gimmick. Yeah, he worked himself real deep. He probably did. He probably thought he was there. They said that he because he can, he used to tell you exactly the. Group he was in, you know, all the always oh, in the third division. You know, I always used you to know, say, like, like, he knew exactly is sick, and then apparently to learn he lied about it all. Well, that's what they he do. Had, he had honest, I think he had actual, 
he did endorsements for the Marine Corps. He worked with like other vets. Like he took it so fucking far. No, he made money off GI Joe. That's where he made some fucking guap. He, yeah, he left sure the WWE did. to be in the fucking GI Joe cartoons. Sure did. I think cartoons, right? The That's best, was action the best chin in wrestling. <laughs> oh man, no, Antonio Inoki by far. Do, uh, yeah, do, you're right. Inoki. Do you have a good one? Because I have a, I have a good one here. I got one of my favorite guys on this card, so I'm actually really happy. So Very underappreciated. You want guy. me to go then? Yeah, go ahead. I don't give this, a shit. This might get a ran here, so go ahead, kayfabe. <sighs> oh, well, that, that means, oh uh, yeah, here we go. Uh. Triple H defeats Chris Jericho for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 19. Matches book you good. It was be just the main event. <laughs> huh? oh, Jesus, Little Rock and Hogan, huh? Icon versus Icon, huh? Put a third match in. Fuck you, Hunter. You did this to yourself. Yeah, you did that was this bad. To yourself. Though he Jericho, he's coming. Do you off think that match injury. was booked bad? It was in the wrong spot on the card, and they couldn't deliver. Well, so, that was my. I I don't think this one was booked bad. I don't think the wrong guy lost. I think it was just put in a bad place. Let's start at the beginning. So, Hunter tears his quad in a match with Austin against Benoit and Jericho. Powers, uh, what was it? Two, two heel power trip, two man power trip. There it is. And so they blamed in storyline that it was Jericho's walls of Jericho that actually, you know, did most of the tearing and that Jericho actually put him on the show. So they played on that. So that was cool. And he's coming back off that big injury and he got the big ovation. So he's a big baby face and he won the rumble, of course. And he's going on to mania versus Jericho. I was going All of that. I liked didn't like the way it was booked from there where Jericho became Stephanie's little bitch boy. Cuck. And it was really a match. It was Triple H versus Stephanie. And Stephanie didn't have really that much heat. And they just plugged Jericho in there. And they gave you a shitty fucking main event that was in the wrong spot. But if you're the champion and you both can go and you're both professionals and you're both two of the best of all time, shouldn't have been a problem. You ain't following, following Rock that. And Hogan. They didn't do anything. PJ, you ain't following that. The crowd's not going to be as enthused. There's no crowd that you could ever compare to that crowd that was there that night. Because you had the fucking adults that saw Hulk Hogan when they were fucking children. And you had the children that saw The Rock that were adults. It was insanity at that uh -huh. crowd. The only thing close to it was when you had Cena Rock. And they realized, fuck, first off, this match is going on last. I don't give a fuck who's going on They knew this. it was going on last a year before when they fucking booked it. Well, they knew that that was the one mistake they probably made with the whole execution of the thing. The other mistake of that whole execution is how the fuck did Steve Austin get fucked into working with Scott Hall out of all people? That's no offense big, to Razor. I love him. That's the big mystery of this fucking mania. It really should have been Austin in that spot. And I think it would have gotten even bigger. And the Rock and fucking and I, and I Scott Hall would have been. Let me tell you something else. I think the crowd would have been more torn. Who got fucking mish? I think this was like an 80-20 in favor of Hogan. If Austin's oh. there, maybe it's a 70-30. I don't think he gets the kind of... I, I want to read the back of this. Who got Nash that year? Nash was managing Hall at ringside, and they had Nash there to plug in in case fucking Hall couldn't keep himself together. Ah, uh, damn, such a shame. So, though Jericho tested Triple H's durability following the severe injury, the cerebral assassin proved he could take it all and came out the match as champ. Did the Indian Deathlock get locked in at any point? No, he sold the leg the whole fucking night. Well, that's what he's supposed to do. That's I telling understand. a story. It was a main event. It didn't deliver. Shouldn't what have else been a main is event. new? Shouldn't have been what a main event. What else is new? Shouldn't have been. The, think of another person who can say, well, that shouldn't have been the main event. Oh, Becky Lynch. Anyway. That's outlandish. Anyway. Speaking of outlandish things that somehow got over, and my God, did he for a while. 
Bad News Barrett defeats Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. I fucking love this guy. I loved when they fucking did the gimmick with the mallet and everything okay. else. So stop right there. Explain to me why they couldn't do something with him. They did. He what? was the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> what was the death of him was putting him in that shitbag stable with fucking Del Rio, Sheamus, and um The Rusev. League of Nations. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. No, but- it was horrendously... Booked it. it was uh, booked. The idea Why was put smart. Him in it at all. He was getting over. The crowd was popping yeah. huge. Yeah. He shouldn't have been in that stable, especially when the rest of them were like a bunch of heels that were very unlikable. They, they did the League of Nations stable in the video game, and then they brought it to real life. Is that what? It, oh, because they feuded with Hunter, and they both took his. Yeah, I remember the, this whole the, fucking thing. It could have been mu- done much better. But yeah, yeah William Regal could have been in it. Or that. Yeah, he should have been managing them. Come on, it was a no fucking brainer. They never did Regal right. But his NXT stuff is good. Uh, I loved Bad News Barrett when he beat the Miz. Uh, the I think it was the night after WrestleMania. That was it. We were at that Mania. Twenty nine. Was, was it the night after? It was twenty nine. The Miz yes, beat yes, him, yes. and then they did the swap back. Yes. Um, Bad News Barrett, good worker. Loved that fucking elbow he used to do. Forgot what he called it. The bull. Fuck, I can't remember. Was it bull elbow or some shit? It, yeah. That's the wrong card, there, kid. Oh, it's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How he long called you, it the F5. How long were you reading that before you realized? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> not a person involved in that first call. The bull it. hammer elbow. That's what it was. The what? The bull, bull hammer. hammer. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I, who knew that would get over? Fucking guy come. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. That yeah, got words. over huge. How about Fandangoing? How quick did they kill oh, that? God. A day. That shouldn't have it let took a day. You know what? That was one of those things. It's like beach balls in the crowd. It's funny. One night it would have fucking died anyway. If Vince would have come out and said, whatever you do, fans, do not fandango. We're not about it anymore. It's bad. It's a bad look. They would have been doing it forever. Yep. And instead, they came out and said, everybody's doing it. <laughs> and they had the, they they had the lyrics oh underneath god. the fucking song. And they had oh, the, shit. Oh, my God. They ruined Fucking they it. made Jericho. I mean, I'm glad they now, in retrospect, made him. They made him do a flat job to that guy. Man. It was a roll up. It wasn't the craziest. Ah, uh, he had a fucking leg drop off the top rope before. Leg drop, yeah. Jericho says Vince took care of him that night. Paid him a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure. You gonna have me lose to the fucking ballroom prince? Fuck that. <laughs> no, look, Jericho could feel however he want. That guy could work. I mean, they saw something. They just picked a fucking stupid gimmick. It was Disco Inferno with the pants. It was ridiculous. But Bad News Barrett, good fucking gimmick. Such a shame. But, hey, he's doing good work on NXT as the, I guess, the European announcer because they always have to have one there. Yeah. So, gentlemen, we got anything else for this week? <sighs> what nah, else happened I'm in the rest dry. of the world? You're dry? I'm dry. It's because you powder. powdered your balls. <laughs> Bischoff say anything wild recently? No, nothing from him. He what said if- WWE is not selling. Who, Bischoff? Yeah. Well, he would know if a billionaire corporation is going to sell right from out under him. That's what happened to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> J- Jimmy C. say anything good this week? He always says something good. There you go. Motherfucker. Well, gentlemen, I'm glad to have joined you guys once again. We've serenaded our audience with our beautiful voices in our new HD audio. Hope it's better for all of you. And we're done for this week. Till next week at Ring Crew Radio, he's at PJ Stack RCR. He yep. smells like shit, and he's at Nikki Kayfabe RCR. Powder your balls at 
High Flyer RCR, King of Bong style, the High Flyer, and I'm out this bitch. Have a good week.